Alright, hi guys, and welcome to chapter 11 of my medical thriller, The Regulator. We are almost there. We're getting very close to the ending of this novel, um, and I'm really glad that you guys are listening, and hopefully you're enjoying it. So, let's go ahead and begin reading. Callan. August and I meet Grandma in the park. I won't lie, it's strange to see her here, alive, standing in front of us as if she wasn't just lying sedated on a table. Gosh, it just makes me hate the society all the more. More than I did, anyway. And that's saying a lot. It's nearly nightfall. We have to hurry if we want to save Zara. Grandma knows a secret exit to the medical center. It's in the back. With only the nurse and her assistant there after daytime hours, we're likely to get in without any trouble. It's storming, and most of the power has gone out across Beacon Point, leaving the cameras in the center off. We're lucky. Grandma pushes this button on the outside of the door, and a red light flashes. State your name and position, an automated voice instructs. Pamela Winters, Grandma firmly states. Position. Grandma looks between me and August and back at the door. She lets out a breath of air as lightning flashes overhead. Second in command, she finally says. Nurse. The door beeps and a green light comes on. Welcome back, Pamela, says the woman's voice. We've missed you. August gives me a look. How'd she get in? She has history here. I worked here once, Grandma whispers. I was the nurse, the head nurse, the same position the nurse now holds, second to the regulator, valedictorian in my medical school and undergraduate. I had straight A's, but I treated everyone fairly, gave adequate medication. The regulator couldn't stand that. He said I'd rebelled against him, told me to leave. I was pregnant with your father then. He said my son must become a medical professional if I was to live. So he did. Dang, August speaks up. The dude's a little harsh, don't you guys think? Obviously, I sigh. Come on, let's move. We find the first exam room, which is room 31, and we enter. We open the drawers and take the red vials, leaving the rest. Each drawer holds a small black vial full of zephyrine. We can't dispose of the virus, Grandma admits. It cannot be contained by being frozen or burnt. It will spread. Then how do we get rid of it, August asks, a bit confused. Well, there's only one way, Grandma swallows hard, but you aren't going to like it. What is it, I question. Callan, you can't do it. Your immune system is too weak, she shakes her head. Me? August looks terrified. I'm surprised he agreed to come with us. I guess he, too, hates our society. Yes, Grandma nods. She grabs an IV and its needle and tells August to sit on the exam table. It's dark, so he hands me his phone to use as a flashlight. Shouldn't we save Zara first, I ask. And what are you doing? Be patient, my dear, my Grandma demands. If we don't complete this step first, many people will die versus one. Trust me, darling. She hooks up the IV and swabs August's arm. He winces as she inserts the needle and attaches a tube to slide into the vein. What do we have to do to destroy the virus? He looks panicked now. Grandma sighs, pursing her lips. Inject it. Chapter 11, Gia. You lied, I shout as two soldiers haul me out the door. You called them when I was asleep. You're an ass. Theo shoves his hands into the pockets of his blue jeans. His black v-neck shirt that I'd been eyeing earlier suddenly makes him look like a jerk. He's no longer attractive. I thought you cared about me. I thought I could trust you. If there's one thing I'll teach you, he hisses through gritted teeth, it's that we live in a dystopian society, Gia. You can't trust anyone. Then the door slams and he disappears. Walk, the soldiers push me down the porch steps. Where are we going? I ask. It's dark now, nighttime. Treatment number three, a tall blonde states. We aren't to be late. Why treatment? I'm already inadequate. Imperfect, I backtalk. Shut up, the blonde says. He sort of reminds me of Callan in the weirdest way. Walk faster. 
They put me into an ATV-like vehicle and then take off at top speed to the medical center. My throat feels dry and lumpy, and my heart feels like it will explode from my chest. Don't fidget, says the blonde. You try to escape and you'll fail. He's so naive. He doesn't know how many rules I've broken because I didn't tell Theo everything. I don't understand what I did, I finally voice. He just looks at me like I've killed his kid. Is he even old enough to have a kid? You don't understand what you did, he repeats incredulously. You broke every single rule in the handbook. Every damn one. We have a handbook? Yes. You told people about your appointments. You helped cover Zephyrinella 5. You helped someone rip out a medical ID. No, I didn't. Who did that? Callan L. Winters, the guy turns to face me. Your brother. Don't tell me you didn't know. I didn't. It's the truth. How my brother managed that one is beyond me. I guess he's brave. Cutting that out must have hurt a lot more than getting hit full on by a semi moving full speed. Liar, the soldier spits. We're arrived to the medical center. Everybody out, shouts some dark-haired guy who looks a bit like Theo. Move it. We file out of the jeep and then make our way toward the front lawn of the center. Blonde guy holds the door and the others shove me through and onto the cold tiled floors just inside. The slender blonde is waiting for me, clipboard in hand. With her stands Layla. She's whispering something into the blonde's ear, and the blonde looks like she's chiding her for something. It occurs to me that must be Layla's mother. Don't mess around, states another soldier, this one brunette. Hurry it along. Gia Winters, the slender blonde, turns to face me. We've been awaiting your arrival. Right this way. And she leads me to the treatment room. I'm followed by 16 soldiers.